Hello everyone. Man, I'm nervous. Welcome to the American Apple podcast starring myself, Stephen Kulikowski. This is the first edition of the podcast. Um, I'm not entirely sure how long we'll go with these podcasts. I guess we'll see. We'll see where, where the path takes us. But uh, I feel like, you know, initially before we get started, um, we're going to go over some expectations of what to expect with this podcast. Typically, um, week to week, I'm thinking maybe like a 30-minute episode tackling a multitude of issues from, you know, historical facts, conspiracy theories, um, mental health tips, physical health tips, um, philosophical points, potential conflicts that you may not have seen arise in the past 50, 60 years, which is what I'm thinking about going into today with war. You know, typically when you think of war, this kind of headline, you, I think of, you know, December 7th, 1941, the beginning of World War II, but this is going to encapsulate a different kind of war that has arisen within the American citizens and the people of our society today. Basically going into how people have been thinking, how they have been trained to think, what tools have been used to help these people you know, or train these people to think a specific way. Um, and I feel like, personally, I've, I've gone through this very, very much. Um, in a sense of having a lot of conflict within myself and how I should think. And it has been a very, very long and difficult process for me to obtain this level of mental toughness or mental capability, whether it being intellectual and making my decisions, my past experiences, and other things of the sort. Which is why I feel like I would be a great candidate to speak on this issue. Simply due to the fact that each and every one of us have to fight a war within ourselves, mentally, in figuring out what is right versus what is easy. And I'm, I'm quoting... Uh, I think that's, that's, that's a quote from Albus Dumbledore and Harry Potter. And I feel like that's a great transition into going into what this war is. For the past 
40, 50 years. I have seen personally in the content that I absorb on a daily basis. Where the truth is hidden and where the truth is represented in the entertainment industry overall versus the industry of the news media, social media, and quick information sources, right? If you were to break down the concept of this war between entertainment and media, social media, something like the entertainment industry right musical artists movie producers television producers i can guarantee you that it didn't take vince gilligan 30 minutes to write the entire script of breaking bad just like how it didn't take peter jackson an hour to produce the Lord of the Rings trilogy. These pieces of art, and that's what they are, art, encapsulate the truth that has been pulled over everyone's eyes. And why would it be that way? Well, if you were to go to the other side of the spectrum, right, we go to the quick information sources, like the news media, CNN, CNBC, online platforms like Instagram, Facebook, and X. It takes 30 minutes to 30 seconds for any of these cr content creators to push information, which may be even falsified, to just make people believe the incorrect facts to hold a higher power over these people. Maybe I didn't word that properly. But what I'm trying to say is it's easy to compromise the way people think using a quick resource like a news article that takes 30 minutes to an hour to write, or a tweet, excuse me, an X post <laughs> that people literally came up with an idea over the span of three minutes and posted to the internet. And people will, you know, believe certain sources based off of the fact that they have been reputable in the past. And you need to understand where that where their reputation comes from to be completely honest about what they push personally, whether that being news articles or news outlets or news personalities, people. I feel like they all have a certain or specific agenda to push personally. And who can ever forget the famous term that money talks? 
excuse my square from my uh, chair from squeaking. <clears throat> I know this is an interesting topic for me to delve into personally because I've always kind of been a mathematical thinker. You know, I graduated with a degree in statistics from the University of Delaware. I studied physics for three years, and trust me, it was all the physics I needed to learn. And I don't plan on ever talking about physics on this show, simply because the physics that I study is unique to me, and I don't want anyone else to learn what it is that I'm doing. <clears throat> Regardless, delving back into this war between the entertainment industry and the media, I can give a couple great examples, a couple of my favorite examples in regards to this, this political discourse between these two entities that do their job in persuading people to think a, a specific way. The first movie example that I want to give that I feel like really encapsulates both parts of the spectrum at the same time. And when I first decided to come to this truth personally, it really, it really hit home to the physics student aspect of me. Because the first movie that I feel like starts this war is 2001 A Space Odyssey, which was a movie that came out the year before the moon landing in 1968. Now, why did I pick this movie specifically? Well, one, I feel like it's very, very interesting in the fact that a movie about space that came out the year before the moon landing included the same year as the 9-11 attacks. Um... This makes me believe that the entertainment industry initially gave the message to the, to the people of the United States or to the world that the United States didn't actually land on the moon. And it was all a media fugazi. If this movie didn't come out, which I feel like it would be very interesting to come out with such a movie at such a specific time, I feel like there would be no question in the answer that we did actually land on the moon. But... I feel like the real reason why we decided to, the United States decided to fake the moon landing was because once upon a time we had a president 
that said that we would land on the moon. Not because it was easy, but because it was hard. And he was murdered, assassinated, by an organization I do not know. But don't worry, I'm here, and I may have the answer for you in a future episode. The whole reason why we went to the moon was because one of our last great democratic leaders that said we would do it was murdered. And if you were to look in hindsight now who controls the media, more so the Democratic Party, I feel like this is a very eerie awakening that I personally saw. You can go ahead and watch the movie yourself. And there are some interesting points, like right in the beginning, I feel like it encapsulates the true meaning of happiness as a human being on this planet. It goes back to our original roots before we were intelligent beings, homo, homo sapiens. And it also goes into a type of life in space. I, I don't think anyone would ever want to live. Overall, it's a great movie, and it encapsulates, you know, the emergence of artificial intelligence to make decisions for humans as well. Um, it goes over some interesting ways in which I feel like they may have, or Easter eggs in ways they may have filmed the moon landing and faked it on media resources, i.e. a quick information source. And I feel like this is where the tables initially turned. The space race. Going into my second example of, you know, modern history and modern movies in this issue coming up, Terminator 2 is one of my favorites simply because I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. Being a very big Arnold fan personally, I lift weights all the time. I don't do steroids though. Sorry, Arnold. And everyone else who does steroids. <laughs> regardless going over Terminator 2 a movie which came out in 1992 if you were to break down the meaning of that movie it is a cybernetic organism sent back in time in order to save the life of a boy who is being attacked by a monstrous cybernetic organism that also happens to be dressed in blue. Isn't that an interesting fact? The biggest antagonist in Terminator 2 is someone that represents the police force. 
Does that ring any bells with recent conflicts than the citizens of America? Regardless. Arnold Schwarzenegger ended up getting elected as the as the governor of California in 2003. Right before Terminator like right after Terminator 3 came out. So that's something to think about yourself. Please and thank you. It's also a great movie. I feel like I can personally relate to how it starts off. Like, honestly, man. <laughs> anyway, in the last movie I want to go over in this war of the American mind is Toy Story. Why Toy Story? Well, you start off with a brainwashed, essentially, toy in Buzz Lightyear who thinks he's here to save the world from from spatial defense, from international or intergalactic defense. Excuse my my proper term there. You have Woody who's here to try to get him to realize the truth about why he's actually here. And there's a scene that really resonates me with me and their relationship in the first Toy Story. That's when Woody and Buzz, you know, they're stranded. They leave Andy in the gas station. And Woody is trying to tell Buzz that he's just a toy at the gas station. The gas station. When I think of the gas station, I think of oil crisis of Jimmy Carter's presidency, another democratic falling out. And the thing that really makes, makes it hard for me to continue speaking is the statistical significance that I found with that in my pennies paper. And if you were to think about the year in which the penny decided to go from, you know, 3.1 grams to 2.5 grams, it was 1982, the year after Carter's presidency. And now why would, why would something, why would they change the mass of the penny in that year? Well, the penny symbolizes the American citizen. You know, you just have one single penny. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean a lot. All alone. You can't really do much with it. But once you get a lot of pennies together, you can do a lot of great things. Gas, overall, I feel like is a tax on the middle upper and lower class. Everyone needs gasoline. And the symbolism in my paper in the mass of the penny losing weight after Carter's presidency is directly correlated 
to the price of gasoline and the tax on citizens of all sorts in America. And that's, and that's where I get the idea from Toy Story. It's crazy how my mind works. But this is the best way I can explain it. Now, I feel like there's one more suggestion that I should give for everybody to watch as homework. And that's Forrest Gump. While the protagonist in that movie isn't really represented to be a very intelligent person, he goes to meet some pretty, pretty great American characters, presidents, And I feel like there's a lot of Easter eggs in the truth of history and the truth of America in that movie. The moon landing's in it. Richard Nixon's in it. Lyndon Johnson's in it. And John F. Kennedy's in it. I feel like, you know, that would be a great... I have a... I personally have a few um, points to take away from that movie, but I don't want to. I don't want to give any spoilers, and I feel like you should go ahead and go through and watch the movie, and watch the intricate details of the movie instead of just watching it start to finish, not paying attention and just appreciating the the story of a forest not being able to to pull Jenny. To round everything off, um, I feel like I should give one last description of my LinkedIn paper on pennies. I feel like I need to clarify the relationship of the coins, how that links to this war we're having. I mentioned earlier that the penny represents an American citizen. American citizen with basic human rights given to them at birth. If you were to look at the relationship of how the penny has behaved over time from 1960 to 2010, Penny's losing mass, which basically means you're losing mass as a person in this American system. It makes me sad to say, but there's always going to be mass in the penny. And they better keep printing the penny. And they better keep printing cash currency. And if you were to go ahead and take 
all of the coins that are regularly minted every year. Penny, nickel, dime, quarter, half dollar. Even though the half dollar is not regularly circulated, if you were to go to understand who is on each of those coins, you'll come to realize that there's only two that have been assassinated. That's Abraham Lincoln and John F. Kennedy, both getting shot in the head. If that doesn't further represent this mind game that's being played with each and every one of you. I don't know how else I can persuade you. If you have a great leader that divided the country in a penny and a great leader that tried to keep it together in the Cold War. Really makes you wonder. Anyway, that's, uh, that's all for this week. Um, I'm not really sure what what my topics are going to be week to week. Um, I feel like whatever I'm feeling, I'm just going to pull the mic out, say whatever I need to. Say whatever's important. And I have a lot of great, great ideas that I feel like could open up the way people think. And I hope you appreciate it. This edition of the American Apple. Thank you.